another enormous welcome to all of our listeners as we bring you another episode of Two Smoking Guns here on 88.3 Southern FM, Sounds of the Bayside, or as we say every week across multiple podcast platforms. Uh, but let's just get straight into it. Rutsy, hello to you, my friend. And Scotty, how are you? My good, friend? buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm not bad, mate. That's good. I'm not bad. Good. Now, you're just telling me, though, I uh, just want to make sure you're going to be okay because uh, you, you're a fant- a model citizen. Yes. Uh, because uh, apparently you've gone and given some blood. I did today. I uh, I went to the blood bank. Yes. And it's the first time I've done it in about 35 years. Yes. Because I've had mad cow disease. <laughs> because you're not a mad cow yes, now. Yes, <laughs> because I lived in the UK during the time Yes, when the purported mad cow situation was going on and therefore I have been unable to donate blood ever since. And I used to be a regular. Right. As I think I've told you. So it was with great pleasure I went along today and uh, partook of the the process. Right. And had a sausage roll afterwards. Did you? Yes. Uh, did you have some diddles on that? I did have some diddles <laughs> on that. It was very, and, very nice and, of and them And tell to me, where, where is the blood bank these days? It's in Hawthorne Road. Hawthorne Road. Near right. Frank Penhalyrak's old hardware shop. Ah, yes. If the, you remember uh, that one. Did he go, uh, was he at the Governor's Pleasure for opening on a Sunday? <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> Might have Back been. in the day? Back in the day when it was naughty to do oh, so. Oh, my goodness. But it was, uh, no, I'm, very, I'm feeling very good about myself. I was a bit lightheaded. Right, that's well, okay. that, and that was my concern. I that's just want to okay. Make sure that I'm all right now. I see the colour in your cheeks. Oh, I want right. to see that little Vegemite smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's good after the sausage roll. I'm telling you now. <laughs> well, and I think probably um, uh, it's only fitting that uh, right off the top of the show, we, we we sadly now report that we've um, we've lost the uh, third member of our esteemed music industry we we not only uh, sadly had this the passing of right. Archie Roach this which was I was uh, unbelievably when when we lost this fella yeah he's, uh, he's incredible so I was uh, a bit blown away by that which is very sad is that the Taking the children away yeah, song yeah beautiful song yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. song I played it the other day uh, on his passing and um, and then it segues into the children came back. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. And then, of course, um, we, lost, we lost this one. Oh, Judy, hey? No. Just today? Oh, Libby. Yeah, today. Yeah. Um, sadly, I think, was uh, going through another bout of dealing with uh, that horrible curse of, uh, of cancer. We all um, remember her, of course, uh, in her various mate. guises. Now, I also heard that um, she participated in the Eurovision Song Contest. For Australia, back in the day. And she came fourth. Yeah. And do you know who won that? No. Abba. 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 Not a bad fourth. We'd like to know who came second and third, though. <laughs> if she's fourth, my Correct. goodness me, because uh, she did a fantastic song in that. Um, yeah, no, no very no. sad passing uh, of Dame Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. She's known. Yeah, she was. She was a dame. Um, and then Judith Durham. Yeah. The Seekers. Yes, um, this one. Distinctive voice. Very jolly, jolly, <laughs> jolly <laughs> sock songs, weren't they? Yes, they were. 
Yeah. So um, very, very sad, all of that. So um, family of uh, all three of those wonderful uh, Australians and uh, the contribution that they made to not only Australia but the Australian music industry, and of course, Dame Olivia with her acting and you know what she did with Greece and and whatnot. And, and I'm sure I'm not can't remotely do her justice. No. Um, she won four Grammys. I think there's plenty um, of other shows so, around that are going to pay their yeah. respects in a far, yeah. far more com- now, complete way than we can. Just on music. And I'm valet those say, three. Yes, indeed. Uh, well said. Uh, I'm going to just change things up today because I, I a little spring in my step the other day. I was uh, watching, um, uh, just cruising through, and I, I came across uh, the Book of, uh, book of Face. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it happened to be an episode of America's Got Talent. Right. And there were three uh, lasses that came out and um, were going to do their performance. And uh, and they did do their performance. What was a little bit different about them was that they're in the country and western genre. Yes. But they are African-Americans. Right. So... And the judges were talking to them about some of their challenges and how they were going. And they said, you yeah, know, we've been trying to break in, but... Um, a very profound statement was um, uh, the most um, uh, outspoken of the three said, well, country and Western music doesn't look like this. Hmm. Um, she was a biggish lass and she had uh, and she had dark skin. Hmm. And she said, this is not stereotypical of a country and Western singer in no. tight jeans and yeah. boots and, you know, all the rest of it. Um, but anyway, they uh, they sang a song and they got the golden buzzer. Which is sort of straight through to the finals. You don't. Need, oh yes. Don't need to go through the ripper, right. char- the ripper charge. Right. Um, so I went to uh, one of the music platforms and I found an album. So they've obviously now got a record deal, which is fantastic. And they and I was just playing it in the car, and I came across this song that they sing called "Grown Ass Woman," mm. and I was listening to it. And all of a sudden, what came flooding to me was, it was, uh, it was talking about a particular woman, and the only woman on the planet that came to me uh, came through this song, and I want you to play it, and I want you to try and guess who you think I might be thinking of, and it's a woman that you and I both love and can't wait to see again, is a little clue for you. Play the track, right, Maestro. The track. Just got a great... in the city it's about time that we show the world show what? we're way more than just pretty i can cry when i want to fly when i need to love you like crazy that's what grown-ass women do i'm a grown-ass woman throw me hell but i still keep coming back i'm Join the groove. Yeah, but, it's uh, a riffing good song. It's a good little song. It's a riffing good song. Um, but I don't know who you're perhaps referring to. Really? No, you had. You, I, I don't. I'm just listening to the song, going along, going. Well, I've listened to it over and over, right. and each time I just go, oh my goodness. To the point where, my dear friend, I've written an email 
to Paramount Studios. Yes. There's another clue. No. Something on the telly? No, someone who's no longer with us, you say? No. No, no, no. Very much with us. Yeah. Badass woman. From boots to Jimmy Choo's. Coin. Classy. No. Doesn't take tish from anyone. Right. Does the name Beth ring a bell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Dutton Beth from Dutton the from Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I good. just picked it up and went, I could I could just picture and, and, and hear oh, yes. this track being played as a little part of, of sitting around Beth. Doesn't take it from anyone. That's um yeah, that's interesting that you say that because um I get that now. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I think your phone's going, Scotty. Oh, <laughs> that's really? what that is. My, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so I get that. So that could be probably one of the lead in or lead well, that's out. What I'm thinking. Intro you know, or outro. I mean all those little words in there, you yeah. know, she's got the she's got the fancy car, so she wears all the good gear. And yeah. then she um and then oh, she also, wow. Oh, I've just got to try and sort out this photo. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I like that song. Well done. I'll give um, you that. I'll so, give you that. Yeah, no, it was a beauty, I thought. Uh, and it was just, the second I heard some of those uh, some of those tunes, you know, I, I get knocked down, but I get back up and, you know, I don't take it from anyone. And, I'm going to go home and listen to that song in greater um, detail. Sadly, I've had no reply from Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> but I did send it to the, I think, to their production department. Very it good. Was production at Paramount Studios. Very good. I'll let you know if I oh, get I'll a let reply. You, let me know. <laughs> you know, it. that's one of those things you think, I'm just going to send it. Yeah, well, we're, a big, we're a big fan of the Yellow Star. Oh, I'm a massive I, and and I'm considering, you know, salivating again by watching it again shortly because yeah. then it's hopefully not too far away. Did I tell you that um, you can stay on the Dutton Ranch? You did tell yes. me that. Yes, it is available, I think, for an exorbitant rental. It'd be about $25,000 <laughs> a minute. Or but something. it's uh, directly south. Well, sort of, it's in Montana, which is kind of over the border from Calgary. Yeah, right. Okay. And you go due south from Calgary in Canada. Yeah, right. So you go and watch the Calgary Stampede. Oh, so then, it's quite, it's right at the top. Yeah, and then you take yourself over the, the mountain to Montana. Yeah, right. And uh, you can go and stay on the yeah. ranch and stay at one of the uh, things and get a guided tour of the set. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm not sure if husband. Kevin's there. I'm not sure if Beth is I, there. I don't either. want to stay at her husband's place, though, because it burnt down. <laughs> yes, it's no good, that one. <laughs> no good, that one. Anyway, no there we talking go. about towns and cottages, etc., did you see through the week that um, you've got a unique opportunity to buy an entire town in Gippsland? Oh, did you see an this? An entire town? Yeah, this is a, this is a true story. Who's selling? Well... <laughs> A unique opportunity to buy an entire Gippsland town, complete with a pub, is being described as Australia's Shits Creek. I think that's after the American television show. Yes, that's right. I'm not familiar with. Yes. I have not watched it. But that's TZ, is it's, it not? It's, it's um, yeah, TS. Yeah, whatever. Um, now, what we've come to, what what what's happening here is Cooper's Creek. So it's actually out past well, south of Mount Borbor. So, you, so you're okay. kind of directly east from Melbourne, sort of north of your lawn. Yeah, okay. Up out that way, near the power station. Yes. Used to be a gold mining town, right? And yeah. uh, that was settled in the 1860s and the 
you know, gold rush of the time. And um, in its heyday back then, home to 250 people, Scotty. Wow. It's now only got two people that live there. Oh. And uh, they're the caretakers. They've got a couple of campsites, a, a little house, a hotel that's closed, and uh, obviously the ruins of the mining town and whatnot, right. whatever. And uh, it's been sold um, by the Hollyoak family. Right. I don't know the Hollyoak family. Um, but they're selling it for about, um, you can buy it for a pickup for two and a half, three million. Right. And it's, um, it's about four and a half acres. <laughs> the whole place is the only four and a half. is four and a half acres. Right. Yeah, so it's a little town with a pub. Okay. So, um, I just thought that might interest you. Um. Should we start a GoFundMe page? <laughs> we could. <laughs> we could. He, um, that's a funny story because the guy, the guy who bought it all. Um, was in there there in the sixties, um, and he was he was trying to find accommodation, and um, so he stayed at the pub, and uh, loved it, and then proceeded over the next four decades to buy every land title in the area. Right. So, um, and his sons ended up you know staying there and running the pub, etc. But uh, it burnt down about ten years ago. The pub, right? 20, yeah, ten, seven, not, and ago. not rebuilt. And he sort of rebuilt it, and right. uh, then it's closed. Been closed for ten years now. So, right. There you go. Um, there's a whole story there and a whole town. You so can we only buy. need a thousand people. A thousand people at two hundred and fifty bucks a head. Correct, and we'll um, go and, buy it. and the beers are on me if if that if that gets up. Well, it's a long I'll, way to drive for a beer. But I'll rename it. <laughs> yes. Rutsville. Rutsville. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You it's got a nice it, ring to it. It's got a very nice ring to you it. Call it whatever you like if you want. Well, imagine that. Imagine if a thousand people just got together yeah. and, and chipped in two fifty each. You know, and somebody in there will have a bit more coin, well, they and they that. could they did get the that. pub up again. They did that in. Um, there's a place called um, Woodside. It's out on the South Gibby Highway, out on the way to Lakes Interest, to past Wilson's, Wilson's Prom. Right. And um, a whole bunch of people people got together and bought the pub because the pub shut down. Right. And um, so um, yeah, so everyone got together and bought the pub bought when the it closed pub. down. Right. So ten people pulled their funds. And they bought and renovated the pub, and then they um they, they, they sit there and own the pub, I guess, and they get free drinks, I guess. Well, I mean, maybe this could be a little bit of a tourist destination if we think about this, because if it's at the foot of, uh, what did you say, Mount Buffalo? Mount Bauble. Bauble. Hmm. So it could be a little, we could make it the new dinner plane, yeah, we could. you know, that sits at the foot of, uh, of Buller, and it could be the place where people come off the mountain and... You know, we have a bed and breakfast there. It's food for thought, isn't you it? Know, you oh, just yeah. never know. Your mind wanders. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you, you what. I'll, gar- I'll just about guarantee you, if you started a GoFundMe page, if you, if you can't f- find a 1,000 people at 250 ahead to go and buy that town, that would make, wo- that would be world reported. It would, and I think a lot of people who are wanting a sea change can't afford it because they're wanting well, to go to places. and then just open up, put some power in, and they take your caravan down there and... Where you go, have a yeah, but open, open air concert. I guarantee there'll have. be a river nearby. There'll be a river, so you can go fishing. Yeah, and you could have a like uh, you could have a, a Burning Man festival there, there, or a, or a, you know one of those <laughs> one of those day on the green. Maybe we could move Crow Castle and take it down there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I like that. Anyway, that just you, know, that I mean, just... you hear about buying islands and all these things, yes, but yeah, it's a little uh, uh, out of my pay grade, an so, island. 
Yeah, but anyway. So I just thought that um, was an interesting little one for you. A funny, fun little exercise. Yes. Like I'll do the maths. Now, I'll, do, uh, I'll do a project plan, shall I? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I just, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some more research. There are on that. stupider thoughts than that. I'm gonna do some more research. Not many. On that. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of things that are a bit odd, I'm just going to give you a couple of little back-to-back um, food pieces, please, if I may. Please do. You know, we like food on this show. Um, so, if I said to you, do you think the two, these two words go together? Konnichiwa and four and twenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True story. The Australian iconic four and twenty pars have a surprising new home outside of AFL stadiums. They don't. Kinichiwa. 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 Feverant don't you love the word feverant? Feverant fans will soon be tucking into meaty pastries at one of Japan's most famous baseball arenas. Fantastic. How good is this? Known as Japan's Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it is, course it is. the 47,000-seat Koshin Baseball Stadium will begin stocking the pies, which started um, taking the country by storm in 2019. So they've been pumping in the 4 on 20s for the last couple of years. Uh, Trade Minister Don Farrell said the new deal with the stadium in uh, Nishonima was emblematic. Don't you just love that? Emblematic of a concerted shift in trade tactics. So um, we've had too many eggs in the China basket for too long. We've got agreements with Japan and other Asian countries, but we're not always as ambitious as we could be. That's fantastic. So the 4 and 20 with a bit of dead horse is going to be over in... Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, man. Very good. So, so there we go. Well, um, and we'll take a quick one. All right. Quick run around the block. All right. And, and we've got we'll another back. food story on the way back. Oh, lovely. Like it, like it. And here we are, back again on with, the two smoking guns. With we are. more food. Because <laughs> we like food. Yes. Well, uh, when I said to you, um, do you think that the two words Konnichiwa and 4 and 20, do you think they went together? Uh, of which you had raised eyebrows uh, I, until I, I talked your way through I have that. plans one day to go to Japan. Now it's just... Well, now, <laughs> now I now I can go and get a, a four and twenty. You might just have to take your own dead horse, though. I'm not sure because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> otherwise you might end up with soy sauce yeah, on your four so and good. twenty. So bit, bit um, of poison on the four and twenty, maybe. So this was um, this was under old spot um, baked bean flavored ice cream. I like baked beans <laughs> and I like ice cream, but I'm not sure <laughs> about the combo. Baked bean flavored ice cream has been launched in. London, yes, of course. <laughs> As locals come to the tail end of their hottest summer on record, so I'm not quite sure. Anyway, well, they wouldn't just have a lemon gelato. <laughs> would just just give me the you know the little chocolate or something. Uh, it's not the only stomach churning flavour being sold by the ice cream project. In what is being billed as a celebration of Britain's store cupboard classics. <laughs> So, so baked bean flavoured ice cream. And black pudding flavoured ice cream oh. next up. Ketchup is another flavour. Pork pie flavour ice cream. Ketchup. Tomato ice cream. Yeah. Tomato flavour. No. Tomato sauce flavoured ice cream. It's no good. Um, alongside HP sauce ice oh, cream. Oh, no, 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 no. Mayonnaise and porridge ice cream. No, that's no good either. I, now I'm churning. Yeah. Um, the unique line is on sale for a limited time this month. <laughs> Surprisingly, it, it, so. it'll last a day, I reckon. Mad cows and Englishmen go oh, out the noonday sun, can you and get your I head think a- they've invented all that. Can you get your head around that? That's crazy stuff. Yeah, I know. 
I know, I know. There's a there are trends, aren't they? It's probably a lot of that Heston Blumenfeld fellow. Oh, yeah, I know, but who I mean, does that sort of uh, things that look like they taste how they might taste, but they taste different. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's taking it a little bit. But I'm with you. Far. I mean, you, get, you may as well go and make a a, a, a blood a. a Blood ice cream. Blood sausage ice Blood cream. Blood sausage ice cream. <laughs> okay. Seriously? Now, I did love this one. This is a beauty. Um, a man believed to be a disgruntled ex-employee. Oh, yeah, we yeah. always love a good disgruntled oh, yeah. ex-employee, don't we? Love it. Um, has been charged after allegedly wreaking havoc with heavy machinery. So, disgruntled and heavy machinery. Oh, now I think I saw some Where could video- this possibly go wrong? I think I saw some video of this. Oh, did you? I think so. Oh, oh. Talk me through it and I'll see if I, it's the same story. Uh, he wreaked havoc with heavy machinery in the form of a big red digger. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this. At a luxury marina oh, in no. Canada. Maybe not. So this is, uh, he's gone bunter, <laughs> this bloke. The digger was used to demolish one side of a marina building as shocked bystanders recorded the incident. One estimate put the cost of the damage in the millions. <laughs> so he's just gone. So he's gone Full nuts. tilt, swinging left and right, digging up, <laughs> chucking over. Uh, uh, but here's the best part. Disgruntled. He's been charged. Oh, no. Uh, do you know what his charge is? No. Mischief. Mischief. <laughs> he's been charged. With mischief. You're a naughty boy. You've been a very naughty boy (laughs) with your red digger. (laughs) Mischief. Not willful damage or, you know, (laughs) just been charged with mischief. Inappropriate use of company property. Yeah, he clearly only got 10 hours community service or something for pulling down half a marina. It's not the one I saw, but I saw something remarkably similar. Did you? Um, Just scrolling through the other day, this guy who was apparently... Uh, disgruntled. Disgruntled. <laughs> it was up to his ex-employee. Mistress. He had a big red digger, oh. and he was smashing buses with it. Oh, buses! He was just hacking into buses oh, and smashing oh, the oh, tops off buses. He's just making soft tops. <laughs> that's all. Open air buses for tourism. It's just <laughs> like what we used to do when we were kids. <laughs> we had the diggers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. Spot on. What have you got for me? Well, thinking. Remember when we were kids, and you talked about kids and food and just being disgruntled. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a there's a restaurant in Paris. Yes. Paris. Paris. Called Le Train Bleu, which would be the Blue Train. The Blue Train. Blue yes. Train Cafe. Blue. We used to have one of those in, in Melbourne. We did. Hmm. South Bank? South Bank. South Bank. Um, it's in a railway station. Surprisingly. Yes. Yes. Um, now. Is this the Metro? Well, no, it's it's uh, it's the main rail station in Paris. And oh. you, on the children's menu, 25 euros, 37 bucks, right? Yes. Which sounds a lot, but... Yeah. If you're under 10, for that price, you can choose from sea bass, swordfish, beef steak tartare, um, roast leg of lamb, potato gratin, daffinoir, and the kids can drink fruit juice, soft drink, mineral water, and then they finish with a chocolate tartlet and a selection of ice creams and sorbets. For 10 bucks. For, te- for 37 oh, bucks. Oh, 37 bucks. 10 years, 25 years. Um, so the point of this is that... Um, in normal restaurants, when you get the kids' menu, you just get uh, a whole selection of deep-fried chicken nuggets, crumb schnitzels and chips, or spag bowl. Right. So the point of the article, which I think is a very good one, is we should be encouraging our children not to eat the fried bogan, you know, no. chicken nuggets. They should have the grilled bass. We should be, as a restaurant nation, 
We yes. should be encouraging them to have what the adults have. Yes. At just at a cheaper price. It's a vet, because sometimes you know, they might not choose to eat it because you know their palates aren't as sophisticated or advanced. They might turn their nose up on it. But we should be encouraging this. That's a very, very good point because if you think back to all the kids' menus you ever see, it's it's deep fried. In oil, yeah. something else. It's rubbish. Salt, you know, we have salty, an, we have an sugary, obesity fatty. problem, and it's easy to go yes. there because they're used to eating it because they're used to McDonald's and all that stuff. Yes. But don't forget, every child who has a good time in a restaurant will come back as an adult. Yes. And if they're enjoying that food as a child, the chances are they'll be coming back as an adult with their children in tow. Yes. So in a funny way, I like the article because it encourages better nutrition it means the restaurant doesn't have to change their menu. They just have to maybe go with kids' sizes of the menu. Yes. Right? And they can charge appropriately. Yes. And, you know, as long as they give them the parents but doggy, should, doggy yes. bags or something like that, they can take it home. Yeah, they they should be able it. to come in and, and choose a, a child's portion of Caesar salad. Yes, it just annoys because I was out um, um, oh, the other week and it just annoys me when I see that. Kids' yes. menu. Well, why I should agree. there be a kids' menu? Yes, why can't I they agree. just choose something off the normal menu? Or uh, conversely, uh, why can't the adults choose the kids' menu? It's actually Double. discrimination. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you really it's cul- you're going to go to a nice restaurant and have the chicken nuggets, eh? It's culinary discrimination. You know, it's like <laughs> I tell the, you, the chicken nugget has about as much chicken in it as the spring roll has. Spring, you know, or the chicken well, roll. Well, I reckon it's got a bit as much chicken as the nugget that comes out the wrong end of a chicken. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, that's just a little gripe of mine. That's so I just thought I'd share that with you. No, it's, I it's agree. not amusing at all. But I just um, thought I'd point that out. Hey, um, uh, I went to an event um, uh, apropos of nothing um, uh, last Thursday night to uh, MKEC, the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. So what it's called now? Yeah, We've just shortened it. Yeah, it's MKEC. 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 So, you know, but it's sort of next to Jeff Shed. Yes, I know where you so are. All, but I actually went to, I've not actually been to a function there. Where, it, was it was a big fun- auditorium. It was a, uh, it was a dinner function. Yes, yes. but it was a very big room. There's 600 people there. Hmm. Um, and one of the guests, and it was a, uh, a guest, sort of a guest speaker night. There was uh, uh, Natasha Stott. Despoyer. Oh, yes. Ex-politician. Yes. Now doing... Yes. Um, all sorts of work in different areas. Um, but there was the Australian of the Year, 2021. That's Grace other, Tame? That's Grace mm-hmm. Tame. Um, which was uh, eye-opening, to say the least. Um, she's a very angry young woman. Mm. Um, she's got every reason to be very angry. Um I would hazard a guess that she was also polarizing. Mm. Um just as commentary and observation, not for a moment am I taking away her cause and a, what a wonderful cause it is about family violence and domestic violence and violence against children. Um but it was a very, very interesting session to sit through. Mm. Uh, there was also the ex head of the AFP. Uh, who was also there as well. Mm. Um, and the message that came out of it was uh, we've got to stop the violence before it starts. And it's not about how we deal with it once it's occurred. It's about having the conversation early, and that's with children. Mm. And that's not an easy discussion to have. Um, 
but yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. And then I went back to the workplace, and the following day, I was speaking with uh, one of our senior execs, um, and he made a very good point. He said it's terrific to raise the issue about starting the conversation, but who's qualified to do that? Yeah, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one because you might see something and want to call it out, but are you in a position to have made the right judgment call about that, whereas you and I could look at a situation together and you might have a slightly different outtake on it than I might? Um, and therefore, who is really qualified to have that discussion? Well, I think um, I think there's two points there. Um, they, there are some pretty good ads being run, if you've seen them. Yes. Around calling an ad earlier and, yeah, and uh, that sort of 100%. stuff. So fully endorse that. Um, all for it. Oh, I, I think if you see overt behaviour, you don't have to be qualified. It's just um, no. It's just good citizenry to call it out. Stuff, I mean, it's the subtle stuff that you, you're referring to. But um, look, it's everywhere. Um, and mm. the point's valid. You've got to change behaviour as early as you can. Yes. Because it's not inherent in human behaviour to act like We're that. We're not born like that. Not born like that. It shapes shape from your environment, clearly. Yes. Um, but, um, oh, that would have been very illuminating it, for you. It was. Um, and people were literally on the edge of their seats. Um, and she's she's quite animated. Because I um, guess that happens at the workplace too, doesn't it? That's well. That's was that kind because, of the point of why so, people were because there? Because the interviewer said to her, so, and it was a, sort of a corporate event, so uh, said to her, so in front of this corporate audience, what's the message to them? Um, and she said, well, to take it back to that corporate environment. Yeah, to the workplace. Um, but, in fact, I was only speaking uh, with a, uh, another colleague about it, and we were discussing the point around... Um, I still think there's an issue with people, because um, if you talk about this domestic violence, domestic violence is not happening in the workplace, right? The workplace, by all intents and purposes, no, we think is pretty safe these days. So there's the bullying it? piece. Yeah, I get that. But if if some of this other activity is taking place at home, um, I, I think there's still a chasm between those people finding the strength to not feel as though they might be judged or uh, finding the strength to be able to talk about what's happening at home to somebody in the workplace. And I think if you can find a way to close that chasm or create the vehicle that allows them to do that, and I'm, I'm of the belief that that needs to be an independent person outside of that workplace, mm. but that somebody at the workplace might sense something but not call it out to that individual or other workmates, but go to an independent third party and say, I think there's an issue over here. And it might be nice if we reached out to that person to see if they need help. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not a psychologist. I'm no. not trained in this field whatsoever. But I just, it's a bit of a Pandora's box. Yeah, it because, is. Because of all the moving parts that sit within that on so many different levels. Culture, alcohol, drugs age you name it it's got it's it's just it's the the biggest mixed cake you've ever seen i think but um anyway i just wanted to share that with you i'd not seen much about her other than the day that she gave morrison the the the, the what to um on tv where she basically snubbed him oh, yeah. um but anyway there we go i just wanted to put that out there if you did get a chance to see her or look up something that um she's doing she's doing great work
and uh, but a, a difficult area. Yeah, it is. It mm. is a challenging area. Indeed. Perhaps not that qualified to talk about it. But anyway. We can make observations. We can make observations. And commentary. Observations. Now, what have you got for me? Um, well, uh, this is, I think, well, this is where we're starting to see, you know, more game-changing in the renewable energy space. Oh, again. yes. Again. Um, in fact, only last week I was, I was down at uh, Torquay and Ocean Grove last week. Doing a bit of a tour of some for some assets down there, and um, there was a shopping centre in Ocean Grove, and it had four electric vehicle charging stations. There we go. This is going to be starting two more and by more. Tesla and two by another organisation whose name escapes me. Um, but I did then come across an article because um, it'll only be a matter of time, I think, before we won't be calling a petrol station a petrol station. What will we be calling them? A charging station. A charging station. Uh, or a fueling station. A fueling and station. And fueling by way of electricity as opposed to As well fuel. as the petrol and the diesel. And so, um, mm. and there's no, no, no need for me to name the brand of this particular petrol station, but one of the big ones that we'd be familiar with um, has powered up its first of its planned 120 amp charge electric vehicle charging stations. With the pilot project, uh, the, uh, the precursor, to a full rollout um, to be completed by the end of next year. So you're going to turn up to said petrol station and there's going to be um, some EV charging points there. Now, how long would you... Aha! Now, so I charged... I put petrol in my car and it probably takes two minutes maybe. Yep. Three maybe. Yep. And then I go and pay and do all that. So yep. call it a five-minute yep. transaction. And that's cost you probably, what, 120 bucks? Just call it a hundred. Yep. Yep. Okay. So how long and how much? So I'm going to answer that question. Good. Uh, the chargers can deliver electricity at up to 150 kilowatts, giving a full charge to a typical EV in 15 to 20 minutes. That's pretty good. So that's pretty good. Um, can you the, do like a half charge if you only want half a tank? hundred percent. You can. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a whole range of charges you can get. The slow so charge. You could you could go and whack it on charger. Go get a coffee. Just go and get a coffee and read the paper for 10, 15 Perfect. minutes, right? Perfect. So on you. And if you know that that's what you have to do, then you plan yeah. your time around yeah. that, right? Got it. Um, so you're not standing outside uh, holding the Bowser when it's no. four degrees in the middle of winter, no, mate. You're, not. you're no. inside. You're inside. So the look of these petrol stations will change, won't they? They'll have more so waiting. They'll, they'll have more waiting have some facilities. Some more greater facilities yes. there, and then they'll be introduce other product within those environments. Yes, cross selling. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> then here's the next piece of this puzzle, though, yes. and this is what will interest the owners of shopping centres and areas whereby customers wish to come and charge. Because initially they're talking about it being free. You just come and plug in. Eventually, we'll be paying 60 cents a kilowatt to charge those vehicles. Now, that might cost you 10 bucks, but that's better than 120 yep. to fill your car with petrol. That's right. So um, anyway, there's other pilot sites which are going to go live in the next uh, month. Um, there's one in Queensland, there's one in New South Wales, and there's going to be one in Altona. We might put one in Cooper's Creek when so, we do our redevelopment. <laughs> We've got to build a solar farm first. Correct. We'll do that first. Okay. All right, mate. Take we'll a be back, back in a second. Right
So we're just discussing off air the. Uh, so we've now got the solar farm. Yep. So we're, then we're, so we're we do, the solar farm. Then we do the station, the service station, or well, the fuel station, and then we've got the pub to fix up. Well, because we're, we're going to be d- very busy. Because what we're what we're going to become is, um, in fact, a producer. We're, we're actually going to own the energy. Yes. So we're going to build a solar farm. Yes. And then when the caravan park goes in, we're going to sell that power to the caravan park. Right. And then the end users that want to plug their caravans in, they'll be paying them and then they will pay us directly. So we're going to become this micro energy source. Can we can we build a brewery? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Can we build, I reckon, a distillery. A distillery. Yeah, a I reckon distillery. we make, some, we make uh, Rutsville gin. Oh, yeah, juniper gin. <laughs> Beauty. I mean... So, um, Mate, this is, but the, quite seriously, this is where this is going to go. You, you're going to have these villages or communities whereby one day they are going to be powered by a solar farm that's out the back, and it's going to sustain eighty percent of what the what these places need. Well, it's good to know. The uh, the only unfortunate thing that's going on at the moment, though, is um, cloud <laughs> gin makers. Oh no, um, are struggling. Why? Because, oh, really? um, and in particular, there's a gin maker down the coast, down that way that we're talking about. Oh, yes. That uh, don't have enough Pinot for their Pinot gin. Oh. Because they're making gin that's infused with Pinot. So they just need Pinot grapes. Yeah, but they need grapes. Um, but the problem is, there's a huge uh, grape shortage at the moment. I don't know if you know this. Why is this so? Wine production's <laughs> down across the country by around 13 14%. In terms of well, that's a lot. the annual grape crush, which f- for this year was 1.73 million tonnes, 13% down on the last year's crush of well, 2 million tonnes. Well, that's a lot. Shiraz, Cab Sav, Merlot and Pinot Noir were all down by 20%. And the Yarra Valley and Mornington Potential in particular, where they grow most of the best Pinot, um, 41% down. That's so, a heck of a lot. It's associated, of course, with La Nina. Oh, no. Uh, obviously, all the uh, wind and rainstorm in October last year, late last year, caused a lot of damage to the harvest. So, we have had a big problem um, with volume of grapes, which is obviously impacting the wine industry and obviously impacting other producers, such as the people that use the Pinot in their beautiful red gin. Gin, yes. So, when we do build the solar farm, yes. we have to make sure that we build the grapes vines on we the right side of the hill. We need to build a self-sustaining climate underneath, uh, in a bit of a... We need a dome. Yeah, like we, we need the big dome. glass house, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah that's no, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Have I, you, I can see a sparkle in your oh, eyes. Oh, mate, this, this sort of stuff gets the juices flowing. You know, just give me a, just need a tissue here for a... <laughs> just mop up a bit. Um, did, you, did I tell you about the, um, the Saudis and what they're building? No, you haven't yet. A fully, a fully, fully self-sustained city. Whereabouts? In along Saudi, the, uh, yeah, along the coast yeah. over there. Uh, What's going wind farms? Oh, no, 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 no. These are the, mate, this, They've got a bit of sun over there and a bit of land, so they could whack some solar panels around. This is 170 kilometres long. Hmm. It's 200 metres high. And it's 200 metres wide. And there are sections all the way along of all different things that go up to make your world. 
entertainment, retail, food, health, offices, residential, and it's got mirrored glass on the outside, Mm -hmm. which is all basically solar panels. Yep, yep, yep. So it's going to be a completely self-sustainable city. City. I'm going to find you. I'll find you. I'll find you a link and I'll send it to you. It's absolutely fascinating. It is. Um, Because and but that's. Again, this is sort of where we're heading because they're saying if you were to spread that out across the, the land otherwise, you'd be tearing down so many trees. Yeah, and, and so they're making it. The impact on the environment would be 20-fold. So its footprint, to use the vernacular, yes. is smaller. hundred percent. Yes. We could probably work at the volume at some stage. If I have a moment, I'd I'll grab just, my just calculator. The cubic volume. The cubic volume of two hundred by two hundred by one hundred and seventy kilometres. Yeah, you could work that yes. out. Yeah. Just report just back. Not, yeah, yeah, not now. Um, <laughs> so you anyway, just getting. I'll tell you a fun fact. You yeah. know what this is sounding like? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mars. Yeah, but but but. Did you know this is a fun fact? George Jetson's birthday. George yeah. Jetson from the Jetsons. Yes. Do you know was, what his birthday was? Was it 2022? 31st of July, 2022. 31st of July, yeah, 2022. Yeah, just passed. Yeah, yeah. There you go. George Jetson's birthday hey. in the show, which was in the 60s. Can you imagine what we thought? Can, Barbera can cartoon. you imagine what we were watching? When we watched that in the 1970s going, 2022. That's a long way. We're, we're going to be in spacecrafts by then. Oh, yeah. And we're not. We're not. <laughs> We haven't even got a hovercraft <laughs> yet. <laughs> we haven't got a hoverboard well, no, yet. There's a bloke out the front of my joint that's in this thing. That's a surfboard with a big um, hydrofoil. Hydrofoil. On yeah. It, with, a, with a motor in yeah. it. Yeah. And he hops on that and he yeah. takes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're unbelievable. I've seen. He's not caught surfing. I've seen stacks he's of them. He's just taken off. I've seen stacks of them in, on Envision. Not kind of like a hoverboard. Oh, yeah. That's a hoverboard. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit like um, a cross between Ben Lexon. Yeah, <laughs> and the wing keel. Because right. basically, it's a wing keel. That's what it is. I might ask him because they go on it. Come up out of the water, yeah. so you don't get the splash. What's well, like so the new r- racing boats that come out out of the water? Oh, how good are those? Yeah, they're brilliant. Um, I might see if ooh, I can have a go. Now, Hover, now that now. might be my hoverboard. Well, that's as bad as close it's as you're going to get for the time being. Get, yeah. 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 Um, speaking of um, speed. Have you been catching up with the news around the next world champion? That yes, we'll have well, in the next your five boy years? Oscar Pistorius. No, Oscar not, Piastri. Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri. So he's the other bloke that was fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, um, I have been catching up. Moving with of the uh, and, shares on the Titanic. And there's some contract negotiations Whoa. that are going around. It's got it's got multiple moving parts to mm. it. So let's take. Uh, Oscar Piastri to begin with. Yes. Manager Mark Webber. Yes, I saw that. Um, manager of Mark Webber back in the day was some guru from Ferrari. Yeah. So this has got his fingerprints all over this. Yes. Move across to Oscar Piastri. Oscar, uh, uh, Team Alpine announced 10 days ago that yeah. Oscar would be their driver in 23. And he said, no. Two days later, he went, you're kidding. <laughs> I haven't signed a thing. Up your bum, I reckon basically. Has, <laughs> so, uh, income de Ricardio. De Ricardio. Daniel, not going so well no. at McLaren. McLaren. 
not going well at all. No. Still got another year on his contract. Payout, 20 to 23 mil. Mm. So, word is... Alonso retires? Oh, Alonso's gone to another team already. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's already well, he's gone on a Vettel to, retired. Uh, he's, I think Alonso's gone to Alpha. And Alonso switched teams. And so they're saying that McLaren have said to young Oscar, listen here, young son, you are a superstar. We want you. You're going to be in Daniel's seat next year. Yeah. But because we're going to pay Daniel 20 to 23 mil, haven't quite got the coin that you want for your first year. But it'll all be back-ended, so you'll be, you, you, you'll be fine, right? You've just got to trust, suck it up for the first year. Um, so that means that Daniel's out but will get plenty of coin. He will find another seat somewhere else. He may go to Williams, which right. would be the worst move ever because right. they're struggling big time. But there's another couple of teams sitting out there. He might actually go back to Alpine where young Oscars just come out of, because Alpine do look as though they're tracking the right way going forward. Um, but our boy Oscar, you possibly may see two Australians on the grid at the 2023 Australian Formula One. Well, that would be very exciting. Um, because young when Oscar... When was the last time that happened? Uh, you'd have to go back. We've only ever had single drivers. Maybe it's back in the day with Brabham. Mm. Um, because since then we've really only had Weber. Yeah, didn't anyone drive with Weber when? No, it was just no, him. Dara, it? Yeah, I reckon we've only had single drivers as Aussies, but you might find two Aussies. And they're just saying they hope there's no backlash on Oscar because it's not Oscar that's putting Daniel out of his seat. It's no. Daniel putting Daniel out of his seat no, because um, Daniel's I mean, co-driver um, Lando Norris. Is going quick, right, Lando. Is quick. Um, so they're saying that's probably been the demise of Daniel because Lando's done so well. So Oscar's challenge is to not be one or two seconds slower than Lando. But young Oscar's won the last two Formula Two um, series, and they're saying if ever there has been a natural in the last hundred years, he's the boy. Now, um, all of that <laughs> would have made no sense to me had I not. Pursued the television show yes. Fast and the Furious or whatever. Or Drive called. to Survive. Drive to Survive. Yes. On the Netflix. Yeah, it's a good. How good uh, is it? Which I love. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I'm waiting for the new episode. And I'm also waiting because the same concept has been applied to the tennis world. Oh, has it? I'm oh, sure yes, you're aware I believe of this, it has. Yes. The same sort of crews have been following the the circuit. So we've had um, cricket, AFL, Formula One. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, the tennis one. And then um, soccer. Oh, well, they've done uh, basketball. And it covers the period at which um, our friend Nicholas um, <laughs> narrowly lost um, to um, to what's his what's his face. He's just won a tournament too. Yeah, he has. But um, so that should be interesting too. Yeah. To see what the shenanigans yeah, go on in the back office of be, the tennis. It'll world. be a, a heck of a driver change because they're in their. Uh, this is their spring break. This is their mid-season break. Right. This is, uh, this is when they start to shuffle all. They're the doing another show stuff. series of that. They'd I'd have to, wouldn't they? Possibly think they'd have to. They'd have to because yeah. it's very popular. Yeah. Um, so they're saying the only risk with Oscar is that he's not actually been in a Formula One. Uh, race as yet, 
Um, but when Michael Schumacher came in, he had actually done one race and sort of proven how good he was. But Oscar's done loads of testing. Be he's, he's, he's been in F1 cars for quite some time. He'll be fine. Um, and he will absolutely be fine. Yes, Don't worry about water that. it. Um, now, this caught my <laughs> I just thought this was uh, very funny. Um, apparently, uh, Putin wants to be the star of his own show. Oh, does he? Yes. What's yeah. it, keeping up with the Putins? No. Is it Dancing with the Tsars? Dancing with the Tsars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good is that? I just thought that would be uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, and I thought I did have another one here for you, and that was uh, Putin. Just play amongst yourselves for a moment, would you? <laughs> oh, yes. No, there was this one. Uh, uh, <laughs> And then I've got one more question for you, which yeah. I, I I haven't got a clue why I thought of it, but I want to ask you the question. So, firstly, there's this one. Um, uh, how can swimmers that are behind make up ground? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Very but, good. But, you know, when we, we look at things and go, why is that called what it is? Yeah. Where did that come from? Well, I've got a question for you. Right. Why are toilets so low? Hmm. They're well, a long way down. Yeah, well... Why are they? Well, Your dining room chair's not that low. Well, you can actually get them at different heights. Can you? You can. What, do you jack them up and down, or you just buy a different height one? You can buy different height ones. Can you? Yes, yeah. I'm, and I'm telling you this from a position of some strength, because I've You've just, just bought a big dunny. I've just <laughs> put a lot of toilets in. Yes. To a new and, a, and is it higher than your old one? And you can go to the people down the highway here that sell the toilets. Right. And you can you can try them on for size like Goldilocks. Really? Yes. Right. And there's different sizes. Did you get a bidet by chance? No, I didn't. No. But you okay. can get different sizes. I don't reckon we're ready for bidets in this country. You can get, no. You can <laughs> it's get, a very you can get different situation. sizes depending on the size. Well, you'd have your, to. Your, you know, your derriere. Yes. You can get different heights. Yes. And you can get different patterns well, there you and, go. You've, and all you've, sorts of things. So oh, you can. can you get a square one? Or a triangular one? I haven't seen them, but I'm sure you could. Why don't they make them to actually the 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 uh, perimeter of your backside? Well, I think that's what they intend to do. Yeah. So I don't so know maybe many they can people be a bit wider on the, bit wider on the side for some. SpongeBob and SquarePants or something <laughs> like that. You're talking about? I'm not really. Anyway. So here's my other one for you. Right. Why aren't irons bigger than they are? Because then you got iron more for the shirt. In less time. It's a very good point you make. Hey. I don't know why irons are that shape either. And why is an ironing board the shape of an ironing board? That's a very good question. Because it's not practical. If you think of I do, I do a lot of ironing. Do you? Yes. I iron my... Sunday is so my... clearly you think about it, a lot of things when I, you're ironing. I think... I'd look at everything and think, how could this be improved so, or changed? So you're like the Dyson man. I don't know. You're going to come I, up with I'm, another I'm gonna, iron and another... Shape I'm going to come up board. with an ironing board that looks like a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it, it, I just find those things fascinating. We we go back to well, that's just how it was done. I mean, why does a what the old clothes horse out the out the back? You know, what, why was that that shape? That's a fantastic invention, though, because when the clothes are hanging, good. it's designed to catch the wind and yeah, circulate. It's very good. It's the very hills clever. hoist. Yeah, yeah, hills you hoist. You could lower and raise those. Yeah. Yeah, oh could. yeah, yeah, yeah. That were good. No, 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 very good. But I look, I do look at things and think, why, why does it have to be 
what why is, it, is it so? Why does it keep having to be that shape? Why is it so? I mean, why doesn't a broom have a little curve on the end so the dust doesn't fall out the side when you sweep the floor? These are excellent, excellent observations. And why doesn't a lawnmower... It's, it's smacking of a new segment. <laughs> why is it so? Why is it so? <laughs> why isn't it so? Isn't so? Well, and, and my last one is, uh, I'm probably just going to give away my retirement fund here. Yeah. <laughs> why, why aren't there swivel uh, wheels on the back of a lawnmower like a oh, shopping yeah, cart. Oh, so you can move them, so around. move them around. Yeah, perfect. Because otherwise you've got to sort of lift it up or well, scrape it across the they grass. They are on the, on the motorised ones. But not on the hand Not ones. on the hand ones. Why? Why is it so? That's my little project. <laughs> You're going to wax, um, wax some swivel yeah, wheels no, no, from no, the mate, supermarket. Mate, I've, I've got half a dozen up in the bonds here. I, I just need about 10 mil to create some <laughs> patents and then I'm good, I'm good for life. I'm going to save every person in the world that can't swim. I'll share that with you privately. Um, because that's just a that's just a Monty the, that one, but I'm not putting that one on air. Well, with all this money you're going to make, that'll enable <laughs> us to build our village <laughs> and, our, and our solar farm. And our solar farm. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Well, on that note, we must away, away, away. Are we? I want you to go and invent. Write all, write all these observations and inventions Mate, down. I'm going to draw a picture of the, put the a, one that I'm not put a patent on, on them. Yeah, you need a global one though. And they're expensive. Putin, a patent, patent on them. I'm going to draw this one for you while you take us out. And, and we say goodbye um, to all of we'll our listeners. We say goodbye to all of our listeners. And, and thoroughly we'll, enjoy we'll just let Mr. Uh, Mr. Scribble here Mr. just Squ- do his Mr. work. Squiggle, that's it. Thank you, Miss Pat. Okay. okay. Talk soon. See you, buddy. <laughs>